Brent Musburger, and here is your VSIN action update. Now, here are the latest lines from my guys in the desert. The 2021 NBA playoffs will feature a play-in tournament. The top six teams from each conference are guaranteed a spot of the playoffs, but teams 7 through 10 will have to engage in the play-in tournament to advance to the playoffs. On Rush Hour with Danny Berg, VSIN senior NBA analyst Jonathan Von Tobel was asked, if the Golden State Warriors can make the playoffs. You know, it depends, I guess, like on the, like how the bracket falls, who their opponents are going to be. And I think they really want like a team like Memphis uh, to beat the Portland Trailblazers so they can get a crack at Portland and their 27th-ranked defense, right? That makes it a little bit easier for Steph Curry. And then from a defensive standpoint, you as a team can kind of handle that situation. The Spurs are kind of sliding at this point right now. They lost Derek White, third-leading scorer. So the, the path is there, and I would – like I think I'd want a little bit more of the plus price on them, but it's very realistic that they make it there, Danny. The problem is, is and this is the issue that I've had with Golden State this entire time, you can't be relying on a single player to do all of your dirty work offensively. You know, he's been playing really well, Steph Curry, but remember that 14-game stretch where he was averaging about 40 points per game? They were still 18th in offensive efficiency during that stretch. And now Kelly Oubre, at least one of the guys who can, like, semi-create his own shot is another offensive valve for them. If he's not going to be on the floor, this team really has nothing outside of Curry. And so in those non-Curry minutes, those are going to be a problem. And even when Curry's out there, he's just going to be taking a load of the action. So the path is there, but realistically, you should be getting more odd. You should be getting more in your favor if you want to bet that. So I don't think there's really much value in it. VSEN Senior NBA Analyst Jonathan Von Tobel on Rush Hour with Danny Burke heard weekdays 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern on VSEN. The odds for the Golden State Warriors to make the playoffs, a yes-no bet, yes plus 108, no minus 137. On My Guys of the Desert with Daniel Bovari and Wes Reynolds, Mike Palm of Circa Sports was asked about the liability in the NHL futures market at Circa. Well, we've seen some, uh, some action now come in, obviously, on Carolina. They've played very well uh, down the stretch here, and looks like they're going to win that division in the southeast. We saw early some... Maple Leaf money uh, backing Toronto in the north there. I told you last week, I think Edmonton has a real good shot to come out of to come out of the north. I like them better than Toronto right now. But, of course, obviously the biggest liability is with our hometown team. Do you, do you uh, anticipate, are the Oilers kind of going to be your St. Louis Blues from a couple of years ago, Mike? Because I know you got on them at the right time when they were one of the worst teams in the league. They ran it all the way to the Cup, thanks to uh, Mr. Bennington. Yes. Uh, I hope they can be. I got them at 30 to one, and then last year we got the Stars to the final uh, at 30 to one as well, and we're able to cash their bet, bet back uh, Tampa in the final uh, and made a nice profit off that. Hopefully they can come out of they can come out of the North, obviously get into the final four. Then you've already locked up locked up a profit there. I just think they're playing well right now. Mike Smith is hot. They got that awesome first line, obviously. And, uh, you know, they're going to be tough to deal with. They had kind of a slow start to the year, but they've sort of gotten their legs underneath them right now and are playing as well as anybody up north. Mike Palm of Circa Sports and host of Nuts on V-Sin on My Guys of the Desert with Danielle Alvari and Wes Reynolds. My Guys heard weekdays 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern on V-Sin. Our V-Sin experts are covering all of the betting action for baseball, the NHL, and NBA playoff races. Plus, we're looking at all the golf, tennis, and NASCAR best bets every week. We give you all the tools to increase your sports betting IQ and make the most of every bet, including our 24-7 video coverage, odds and analysis for every game at vcin.com. And you'll get our daily best bets email and point spread weekly. 
Get your 10-day free trial now at vcin.com slash subscribe. With your action update, I'm Mike Senna. Get the latest vcin odds at vsin.com. And remember, cash and tickets is what it's all about. Before you place your next bet, visit vcin.com for all the latest data and powerful betting tools. Start with our live odds, team comparisons, and previews for every game on the schedule. Then dive deeper with live tracking of betting trends and line movements. And don't miss our unique tools, including odds comparisons from sportsbooks across the country, prop bet search engine, and custom parlay calculator. Everything you need to increase your betting knowledge and confidence is at your fingertips. Visit vcin.com today. The spring sports calendar is packed with betting opportunities, and our VSIN experts are on top of all the betting action. We're looking at early season baseball trends, what teams are peaking and tanking heading into the NBA and NHL playoffs to give you the betting edge. Cashing tickets is our goal, no matter what sport or season, and this spring you can count on the VSIN experts to stay on top of every angle. Start your free trial today at vsin.com slash subscribe and put our team to work for you. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Sunday, everybody. Sports betting fans all over the world here tuned to VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I am Brady Cannon along with Wes Reynolds down at the Circa Resort and Casino in fabulous downtown Las Vegas, Nevada. And let's get right to the action. We had an NBA game, an early tip today, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern between the Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics. And a lot on the line, Wes, for these two teams as far as their positioning in the Eastern Conference and whether or not they will be in the play-in round or able to avoid it. And we saw this line really flip around on both sides of the fence. Celtics opened as a favorite. Miami went to a short one-point favorite. It closed here at BetMGM and pretty much everywhere else in favor of the Celtics by a point with a total of 222, and we're just about headed to the fourth quarter now. Miami continues their hot shooting, 60% from the floor, 14 to 29 from the three. I I was on the, I'm on the heat here actually at plus one. So you were a little bit worried, even though they had that big lead at the half, we kind of saw last week, Brady, I think it was Friday night last week, where they played the San Antonio Spurs, the Boston Celtics, and they were up by 32 points, or down by 32, and came back to win it in overtime. So very few leads are safe anymore in the NBA in this pace and space era of basketball. But 10:28 left remaining in the Garden, 107.91 Heat with your lead. And the Heat are currently a 13-and-a-half-point favorite in the in-game market. Your total all the way up to 245-and-a-half. We've also got baseball, of course, for your Sunday. A couple games postponed in the Midwest in Detroit and also in Cincinnati. But they are in action in Baltimore for the Red Sox and the Orioles. This was a 10:05 first pitch Pacific time, 105 Eastern, Pavetta versus Kramer. Red Sox trying to lock up a series victory here. This is a four-game set. They'll play one more tomorrow. Boston has won three in a row. Good game right now. Red Sox went off 
as a road favorite, Wes, at minus 135 with a total of nine. Top of the seventh here, one out. Red Sox did take the lead on a two-run double by Rafael Devers, three to two. So game goes under first five, and also the Orioles get there in the first five. Uh, two to one is about a 125 underdog for those first five innings. But right now, Pavetta has gone through six innings already at 103 pitches. I don't think that he's going to come out for the seventh inning, but... Right now, Sox are at bat, one out, leading 3-2 in Camden Yards. And your in-game total is currently down to 7.5, of course, closed at 9. So a lower pace here so far between the Sox and the Birds. We stay in the American League East for the Nationals at the Yankees Interleague Affair here. It is a rubber match today with Joe Ross facing Domingo Herman. Yankees closed as a 165 favorite here at BetMGM with a total of nine, and this has been a good ball game so far. Yeah, the war bear, Kyle Schwarber, the former Chicago <laughs> Cub, also Indiana University alum, by the way, isn't a side note. What a two, coin in the jar. Two-run shot has now tied the game here at the stadium in the top of the seventh, and Domingo Herman now has been removed from the game. King will come in. Nationals have a runner on with just one out top of the seventh. But two to two in the Bronx. Yeah, both of these games, uh, Boston and Baltimore and uh, New York and Washington moving quickly. Two to two in the top of the seventh and your in-game total now adjusted to six and a half. The Diamondbacks and the Mets, the return of Jacob deGrom. Of course, he was scratched from his last start, but he is back in action and on the hill for the Mets today. Riley Smith opposes for Arizona. Arizona has lost four in a row. Mets have won four in a row. DeGrom went off as a better than $3 favorite, exactly minus 300 here at BetMGM with a total of seven. Looked like he was finally going to get some run support, but this one is close once again. He's gotten two runs. I guess that could be <laughs> enough. That's more than he's been getting. By the way, DeGrom already out of the game. Miguel Castro pitched the sixth inning. DeGrom only going five innings. Remember, he got scratched from that last start. So probably just trying to be judicious with his uh, usage. Six strikeouts, three walks, did give up run, one on run, and also one hit in just five innings. But bottom of the six here at City Field in Flushing, Queens. Mets leading two to one. You know, it's interesting. It seemed like uh, it was earlier this week that you and I were doing uh, maybe the Lombardi line, and there was a bunch of low totals in baseball. We have a number of them again today, and now on the live market in this Mets game, uh, it was it was five and a half. Now it jumps to six and a half. Maybe uh, Arizona got a runner, or the New York New York Mets got a runner on base. We'll have to keep track of that. But uh, you'll usually see these unders kind of on Getaway Sunday, yeah, because this is Getaway Day. Most of the teams are going to have to travel to go somewhere else unless they're in the midst of a homestand. So that's why you always see these totals either get bet or place low even on the opener. How about the weather in Chicago? The total there for the Cubs and Pirates was six. I mean, when was the last time you saw a regular season game with a total of six? Yeah, and you got neither team really hitting, but so far so good. If you're on the over here, four to one, Pittsburgh Pirates get four runs in the top frame. Cubs respond with one of their own in the bottom of the second. So now we are to the top of the third and Wrigley already four to one Pirates. Maybe the wind has shifted there. Your in-game total uh, has not updated on my screen. I'll have to check that here in a moment. The Brewers and the Marlins, it's Sandy Alcantara going for the home team here against Brian Anderson, and Alcantara went off as the favorite at minus 145, and again, another low total here of seven, West Anderson only three innings today, and then Boxberger with an inning, Eric Lauer with two innings, so Brewers going to try to go by committee here, and so far it's working, top of the seventh, two outs, uh, runner on second, currently one nothing over the Miami Marlins. 
the White Sox out in front early over the Kansas City Royals, and we saw really a similar start to this game on Saturday, Wes. They were out 8 to nothing before I could even blink. They ended up winning that one 9 to 1. Kansas City has lost seven in a row now. Chicago and Lucas Giolito against, uh, was it Mike Miner today? Yes. Mike Miner, Chicago went off as about a minus 145, 155 favorite, and uh, right now out to a 5 1 lead early, bottom of the third inning in Kansas City. And they must have just scored those runs, actually, because I was seeing 3 to 1. It is now 5 to 1 going to the bottom of the third. Mike Miner getting lit up early by the White Sox. The Houston Astros and the Toronto Blue Jays, and this was a pretty interesting change of scenery here as far as the pitching for Toronto. Pearson, Nick Pearson, was supposed to start for AAA Buffalo today, but was called on to go to the big leagues and do his first start of the season so far. He's pitched a few innings before, including last year for Toronto, but his first start of the season for the Blue Jays today, facing off with Zach Grinke, and right now Houston in front, one to nothing, bottom three. Yeah, bottom of the third, uh, Blue Jays just retired Zach Grinke on the bump, 50 pitches uh, now through three innings, three hits, three strikeouts, but Astros by one. I want to uh, address the story that uh, came out earlier today in the world of horse racing, and of course that is Medina Spirit, your uh, Kentucky Derby champion, Bob Baffert, of course, the trainer. A lot of controversy because a positive test result came out, apparently some sort of anti-inflammatory drug. But to talk more about it, we want to bring in VEASAN's horse racing expert, and that is Ron Flatter. Ron, how are you today? Uh, been a busier morning than I thought it was going to be, Brady. Hi. <laughs> Hello, Brady. Hello, Wes. Yeah. Uh, here in uh, Louisville, it was uh, a, a visit to the barn. Thought I was going to watch a couple of workouts, a couple of gallops, go talk to Baffert, say see you in Baltimore, and that would be that. Well, all of that happened, but then we found out that there was a drug test that came in between and that Medina Spirit failed it from the standpoint of that anti-inflammatory that you were talking about, which is a legal drug in Kentucky to a point. And according to the drug test, Medina Spirit exceeded that point. If Medina Spirit fails the second sample, they split the sample in two, they've tested the first one, they'll test the second. If that comes back positive, he'll be disqualified as the winner of the Kentucky Derby, and that would be the third time since 1968, the second time in three years. And 68 was the last time we had one that was for a drug positive. So here we go again with racing uh, right now caught in the crosshairs of what could be its biggest scandal ever. And, Ron, I'm glad you brought that up. This horse, by the way, has not yet been disqualified pending the second test. But let's say uh, I don't know what the time frame is of that. You would probably know better than I in terms of when that second test is going to be and how it might affect uh, Medina Spirit going into Pimlico this weekend. Well, the the second test is going to take longer than this week. I think that one we can pretty well say, unless they set a speed record that hasn't been seen since Usain Bolt was running somewhere. So (laughs) the B sample, we don't know about yet. But here's what's already unfolding. Baffert has been suspended by Churchill Downs. His His presence is no longer allowed. If his horses were actually to run at Churchill Downs, they would presumably have to be in the name of his assistant, Jimmy Barnes. That's a moot point. Kentucky Derby is done and dusted. Baffert's heading out of town. But what happens now is, will the Stronach Group, which owns the racetrack, Pimlico, where the race will be held, will they ban him? Will the Maryland Jockey Club see fit to ban him? And so that's being discussed. 
We've seen news from Craig Fravel, who's one of the bosses there. He says, we're going over the details. We'll let you know. So we may not hear anything today. We may not hear anything tomorrow. When I get to Baltimore tomorrow, might be a lot of, you know, thumb twiddling, a lot of this. We'll be waiting to see. Uh, we're waiting to see if the New York Racing Association will act in kind because the Belmont Stakes will be coming up in four weeks. So all of these questions to be answered, all before we even get that B sample and all before Medina Spirit could be disqualified. Because let's face it, Bob Baffert has been the focal point of these sorts of investigations before. And, Ron, I was going to ask just that. I mean, obviously, for the timing, you would assume Medina Spirit is going to be good to go for Pimlico, but what about maybe some proactive moves by some other racetracks? I wouldn't expect it to be California, since that's obviously Bob Baffert's home, where he has most of his horses and does. They do a lot of their racing, Santa Anita, Del Mar, Golden Gate, etc. Do you expect more racetracks are going to be maybe proactive or kind of wait until this result, till they decide any further punishment for Baffert? Well, there's a domino effect, Wes, between Pimlico and Santa Anita, where Baffert is based. Mm -hmm. They're co-owned. So if the Stronach Group acts in one way with Pimlico, you would think they would have the same ruling for Santa Anita. So that might be part of why they're waiting on this, because if they set a foot forward and say, okay, we're banning Bob Baffert from taking part at Pimlico, are they then saying the same thing about Santa Anita? Belinda Stronach, the big boss at the Stronach Group, which owns those tracks, she has been on the forefront about trying to advance horse safety, racetrack safety, and to try to get a crackdown on medication, even if it's the illusion of a crackdown. Part of that is the controversy over the banning of Lasix from graded stakes races like the Kentucky Derby, Preakness, and Belmont Stakes, a drug that's, that keeps horses from bleeding after a running. Generally considered to be a good drug, but others say, well, it's a performance enhancer for a variety of reasons or a gateway to performance enhancers. You don't have time to talk about all of that. But in answer to your question, if Pimlico acts, one would wonder if then that means Santa Anita has acted because they are co-owned. Ron, uh, you mentioned it in your first comment there, and I remember this. It was a couple, three years ago, I want to say, when we had some con uh, controversy. I believe it was with the Kentucky Derby winner at that time. Correct me if I'm wrong. But from a betting perspective, I, I don't believe there were refunds on tickets. And what do we do with this one going forward if uh, Medina Spirit is indeed disqualified? The issue isn't 2019 because that disqualification was made before the race was declared official. Once the race is declared official, there's no turning back. So if you have a ticket like I did on Mandaloon at 110 to 1 at William Hill that I bought November 28th, I'm wondering, gee, why couldn't they have gotten one of the, these two samples back before they made the race official on May 1st? Because then I would have been a winner. Nope, sorry, Though that's, that's water under the bridge. And where we can go back is 1968 Dancer's Image forward pass, a drug positive there, some politics involved. It took a couple of years to finally adjudicate it. And by the time all was said and done, tickets were already cashed based on the result that was declared official that day, even though that res result was overturned in the days, weeks, months, and even two years after the 1968 race. In the case of maximum security being disqualified, that happened at the track. If you had a ticket on maximum security that day, it was never going to be a winner because of the DQ involving an interference in the race, not a drug test. And so if you had 65 to 1 on Country House, yeah, you cashed. 
that ticket still held. And even with all of the appeals that were exhausted and still upheld the country house result, they were never turning back on the bets. Ron, uh, going forward, obviously it's not going to apply to this particular situation that we have today, but Congress did pass the Horse Racing Integrity and Safety Act. I believe it takes effect next year. What is going to change here in terms of that legislation to prevent incidents like this, or can you really do that? Wes, like everything else, lawyers are already getting involved. Right. <laughs> Two states are suing to keep this law from going forward because those states have racetracks, and those states want to run those racetracks their way. There are those who will say that that's just the bad part of horse racing continuing to support the bad part of horse racing, the bandits supporting the bandits. What we don't know, in part, is how the Horse Racing Integrity and Safety Act will be funded. That's never been addressed, and that's to be determined. But there is a committee that would enforce medication standards, where there would be one rule that would apply to all states for a particular bit of medication. So where one state says, hey, we're going to let Lasix be legal for some races but not for others, and other states will say no Lasix, there will be one rule across the board. A lot of people are going to welcome that. I don't know that that would change what's going on in this particular case, because the rule was seemingly violated. Everything's going forward in terms of punishing that, if indeed there is a punishment based on the drug samples. I don't think you're going to find that the rule is going to be different from one state to the other in terms of enforcement. As far as the level of this drug that you could use, that's a whole nother matter. Great stuff, Ron. Thank you so much for joining us today and giving us the update on Medina Spirit. I'm sure we'll hear from you throughout the rest of the week here coming up on VSIN and get your insights and continue to uh, get after this story and what the results are going to be. Thank you very much. Enjoy your Mother's Day, Ron. All right, pop-up podcast coming up, vcin.com slash podcast about this very topic. All right, very good. vcin.com slash podcast for more information from Ron Flatter on Medina Spirit. We'll be right back. It's the Green Zone presented by BetMGM. Basketball, hockey, and baseball games every week. It's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years of age or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back to the Green Zone presented by BetMGM. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you from the Circa Resort and Casino inside the Circa Sportsbook here. You can see the backdrop behind us. An absolutely gorgeous, amazing facility here is Circus Sports, and we're honored to be here inside the VEASAN studios doing the show with you today on a happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. And Wes, uh, thank you to Ron Flatter as well for coming on uh, short notice there to update us on Medina Spirit and that situation, really an ongoing situation. And if you want more information, as Ron noted there at the end of the segment, he will have a podcast up shortly 
at vcin.com slash podcast. So continue to go back and check on that. And uh, while we were speaking with Ron, those pesky Boston Celtics made this one a little nerve-wracking for you, Mr. Reynolds. They did, and it's 116-107 now, 353 remaining here in the Garden. So cut it to single digits. Like we said, Boston Celtics have done this before where it seems like they get down all the time and make comebacks. Now, eventually you're not going to make that stick. Maybe that today will be that day, but you can't keep getting behind in all of these games. But so far, 116 to 107 is your current score. Miami, I believe, had a 25-point lead, if memory serves me correctly, at, at the half. And actually, it was a 26-point lead. Boston 54 to 37 here in the second half, 23-11 in the fourth quarter, 116-107, just under four to go in Boston. Yeah, I was going to say it seemed like they were up by about 20 points uh, for just about the entire game, but now getting a little bit tight, just under four to go, 116 to 107, the live line currently suspended. Uh, let's talk about the Wells Fargo Championship West, really good golf tournament and a very difficult golf course. Right now, your leader is Gary Woodland and Rory McIlroy at just nine under par. That tells you how difficult this golf course is, about the lowest score we've so uh, we've seen in a little while on the PGA Tour, and a real good tune-up for the PGA Championship coming up a couple of weeks uh, from now in South Carolina. But you and I, we've still got a dog in the fight. Victor Hovland is three shots off the pace at six under par. He's completed the front nine, heading to the back nine now. Your 54-hole leader, Keith Mitchell, one over par on the day. He is one stroke back at eight under par. And Abraham Answer finding himself in the mix uh, three shots back at six under par. Yeah, and Victor Hovland, by the way, going to take his third shot, the par five, tenth here. He has now started his back nine, so needs to get it in tight. Rory McIlroy currently plus 125, Gary Woodland plus 160, both tied at nine under par as Rory McIlroy looks like he's going to clean up here in eight, and does, so he remains at nine under par. Like you mentioned, Keith Mitchell, the overnight leader, has dropped one. Seven to one right now, Victor Hovland, 18 to one. Luke List currently at 25 to one. He is finishing up his front nine at the very moment. And also you mentioned Abraham Answer now tied at six under par. He is at 50 to and, of course, the great story about Bryson DeChambeau figured he was going to miss the cut and flew home, came back, and had it all the way to five under par on his round, I believe, on Saturday before he double bogeyed the 18th hole. Well, he's off to a pretty good start here again today. You and I both liked him this mm-hmm. week uh, to do very well, and uh, maybe that was uh, a distraction on Friday when he thought he'd miss the cut, but otherwise he's played very good golf. Just a couple of blow-up holes that have really ruined his tournament, uh, but three under on the day today. He is currently tied for eighth at four under par. We'll see how he does next week in a home game where he doesn't have to travel and have to get an extra flight when he flew out of town back to Dallas because the tournament next week is in Dallas, that being the AT&T Byron Nelson. That's the last tune-up before the PGA Championship in Kiwa Island. And we will speak with a gentleman from the Dallas area, of course, an SMU Mustang. Our guest on Long Shots this week or this coming week will be Colt Nost an old friend of the network. You can also hear him on PGA Tour Radio. So we will preview the Byron Nelson and also get Colt Nose's thoughts on the PGA Championship coming up. Anything that you've taken from this week, Wes, that is influencing your thought in the PGA Championship? Not really yet. It's good to see Rory playing well, obviously, but this is where we thought he might get right here where he's won twice before at the Wells Fargo. And then, of course, the last winner of the PGA Championship, last time it was held at Kiwa Island back in 2012, where he absolutely waylaid that field. Rory McIlroy trying to make it three wins here at Quail Hollow Club. 
Two major champions currently tied for the lead, Gary Woodland and Rory McIlroy at nine under par. We'll be right back. It's the Green Zone presented by BetMGM. vcin.com has the latest lines and odds for every game on the board tonight. Track the line movements with live charts, get estimated scores for every matchup, and all the betting information you need to stay on top of the action. For instance, the Miami Heat and Boston Celtics game this morning had quite a bit of line movement. You can also use our parlay calculator to figure out payouts and get all the betting 101 information, including definitions of the betting terms we use right here on the Sports Betting Network. Start your day sports betting research for free right now at vcin.com. Welcome back to the Green Zone, presented by BetMGM. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you down at the Circa Sportsbook in fabulous downtown Las Vegas. And Wes, I want to get to an NBA game that uh, is just about to tip off here between the Knicks and the Clippers down in Los Angeles. The Clippers have won a couple in a row. The Knicks, surprisingly, have lost a couple in a row. They've been so red hot as of late. And i got to tell you the truth. The Clippers closed here as 7.5-point favorites. I thought that was a lot to give the Knicks today. It is, and the Knicks uh, have two more games on this late-season West Coast road trip. Uh, They do have the Clippers and the Lakers, so they'll be able to stay in the same arena at the Staples Center, and lineups uh, about to go. Tip-off is in about five minutes out there. Alfred Payton, R.J. Barrett, Reggie Bullock, Julius Randle, Norlenzo Noel, easy for me to say, (laughs) be starting for the New York Knicks. And then Reggie Jackson, Paul George, Marcus Morris, Kawhi Leonard, and Zubac is going to go for the Clippers in the starting lineup. A uh, couple injuries uh, for the Knicks. They did not have Alex Burks nor Emmanuel quickly last time out. They have been downgraded to out. Amir Coffey going to miss for the Clippers due to COVID-19. Also, Serge Ibaka has been out for the better part of three weeks, so not back yet. I didn't do anything with this one, Brady. I kind of leaned a little bit to the under here at 215.5. I thought the spread at 7.5 actually is probably about right, considering the Knicks' last two games, when they played the lower competition to start this road trip, they got wins against Houston and against Memphis. But then when they stepped up in class against Phoenix and uh, Utah, did not go so well. So this is another step up in class for the Knicks. So that's why I think you're seeing this eye of a number. Yeah, and uh, Clippers, for me, are hard to figure out. They seem to blow some teams out and then let other teams hang around that they should blow out. Uh, so I'm not going to get involved either. My first reaction was just like, boy, that looks a couple of ticks high uh, in the Knicks' favor there, the 7.5 that the Clippers are laying in this game. Looks like you're going to get home with your plus one on the Miami Heat West. They are up 127, make it 128 to 119 right now, a nine-point advantage for the Miami Heat with just about 20 seconds left in this ball game. They uh, went off as underdogs. They started as underdogs, but uh, for a while there, they were a one-point favorite in this contest. And we talked about this at the open of the show. This is a big game for seeding uh, placing in the Eastern Conference, one team trying to avoid the play-in round and one team that's probably going to be in it. Yeah, ex- exactly. So Boston, uh, you you know, you wonder if they keep getting these deficits, if they get, you can't do that necessarily in the play-in round because you're one and done if you lose. 128-121, by the way, your score looks like timeout on the floor. Boston may have fouled one more time. 14.6 left to go. Heat up by seven. So Heat now going to surpass the Boston Celtics, keep them at bay in the standings. 
Wes, I know you were also taking a look at the screen out there behind us to see if the big race in Darlington had gotten to the green flag, the NASCAR event uh, in Darlington, if that one has gone yet. A uh, little insight on that. Did you play anything in the race? Uh, I have not, but it is uh, going to be the Goodyear 400, the track too tough to tame. They call it the <laughs> Darlington Raceway down there in South Carolina. Darlington getting four, uh, two cup dates now. They just went to one for many years. They had always had two dates, but now they're back to it. It's actually throwback weekend, so kind of fun if you're an old-school NASCAR fan. You're getting a lot of these old-time paint jobs out there. Uh, you know, the old Dale Earnhardt paint schemes, I believe, on one of the car. Hooters, the Alan Kowicki 1992 championship paint scheme, going to be on Chase Elliott's uh, car. By the way, Chase Elliott and Eric Almarola who were uh, in this race and were actually starting near the front. I believe uh, Elliott was starting sixth, and Almarola actually was 27th. They have to go back to the back of the field due to a failed post-race inspection. So keep that in mind if you're betting those guys. Uh, right now, Brad Keselowski and Kevin Harvick are going to be your front row here. Cal Bush, Martin Truex Jr. right behind, and then William Byron, Denny Hamlin, your top three rows. And just looking at the prices here, uh, they kind of got out of order on my screen here at BetMGM. Kyle Larson, Denny Hamlin, seen at 4-1. to one. Uh, they look like your favorites going forward. Kevin Harvick plus 750. Martin Truex Jr. six to one. Brad Keselowski at 19 to two plus 950. Joey Logano 14 to one. Obviously, with Chase going to the back of the field, Chase Elliott at 10 to one. No, thank you. I think uh, you, that hasn't been accounted for, so I'm not going to necessarily bet that price. But looking at the guys that have run well at Darlington in the past, it's the guys that are up front. Kevin Harvick and. Uh, Brad Keselowski and those guys. Uh, maybe who I'd be looking at, though, is a, uh, a little bit uh, off the radar. I may go with Austin Dillon, mm-hmm. uh, who is starting in, the, in a little back. You were in on the him field. at Daytona, weren't you? Yeah, he's like 50 to 1. And Austin Dillon, I think, is about mid pack in the field. Actually, he's qualified ninth. So. Look, this is a track position race. This is a very physical track. That's why they call it the track too tough to tame. It's 1.36-mile track, so 293 laps, 400 miles. So this is a very physical race for these guys. It's kind of that egg-shaped oval. It's not like the cookie-cutter mile-and-a-halves where it's a lot of aerodynamics and it's all about track position, but a physical track for these guys, so they're in for a challenge this afternoon. Well, if you want to make a play, you've got a little extra money in your account because the Miami Heat have made it final. They beat the Boston Celtics outright as one-point underdogs, 130-124 to your final there, and they get a leg up on Boston in the Eastern Conference standings. Uh, Wes, we've got just about a minute left here, and coming up, in about 25 minutes from now, it'll be the Padres and the Giants. The Giants going for the sweep at home, and in all three cases, they have been the underdog. They are again today. Chris Paddock was a late uh, maneuver into the pitching uh, starting role for the Padres. It was, uh, I guess, going to be Denilson Lamette. He was not uh, able to go. And then for most of the morning, we did not have an announcement on who was going to pitch for San Diego. It'll be Paddock against Johnny Cueto. And again, San Diego favored minus 125 here at BetMGM. Yeah, small lean to San Diego here to avoid the sweep, and that's exactly what betters are doing. Johnny Cueto has been very good this season for the Giants. 180 on the ERA, but 341 on the XFIP. So maybe some potential regression for, for Cueto here at this standpoint, and that's what's getting bad. 
I thought that the price was pretty fair with Pataki in the late ad here. So lean Padres, but no bet for me. Well, also, Johnny Cueto just coming off of the injured list. And you know, you and I, that's a spot where we usually mm-hmm. like to go against the guy in his first start back after returning to action from injury. We'll come back and preview a couple more baseball games. It'll go at the top of the hour as well. As the Green Zone rolls on right here from Circus Sports, we'll be back on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Spring sports calendar is Baseball players may not get style points for home runs, but baseball betters do. New BetMGM customers can turn $1 into $100 when someone goes yard during a game. Sign up for the BetMGM app using the code VSIN100, and if you place a $1 money line wager on the Phillies or the Braves, you'll get $100 if either team hits a home run. It's a new customer offer paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Colorado, Iowa, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia only. It excludes Michigan associated persons. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, and Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. And 800-889-9789 in Tennessee. The promotional offer is not available in Nevada. Welcome back to the Green Zone presented by BetMGM. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you. Updating some baseball. Boston has now taken the lead over the Baltimore Orioles 4-3. to three, Bottom of the eighth inning there at Camden Yards. Boston looking to take three out of four in this series. They will play one more game on Monday. The Washington Nationals and New York Yankees still tied at two apiece. Bottom of the eighth inning there in the Bronx. They're tied at one apiece between the Brewers and the Marlins in the top of the ninth inning there in Miami. New York Mets and Jacob DeGrom out in front of the Arizona Diamondbacks, 3-1. to one. DeGrom, what'd you say, Wes? He only went five innings today? Yeah, because he was scratched from his last start, so that's why you did not see him go. I think they were just trying to exercise caution, discretion, the better part of valor, whatever you want to call it, but only uh, five today. But now uh, he is the the uh, pitcher of record, though, because the Mets did have the lead when he left the game. Now Mets have added a couple more here, one in the sixth, one in the seventh. Only one out here, bottom of the seventh, runners on the corner. So uh, Jacob DeGrom may finally get his run support today. <laughs> Just had to get him out of the game. You know, let him leave early all the time. Yeah. That's when the bats wake up. The Chicago White Sox out in front of the Kansas City Royals, 5-1, to one, and they're batting 
in the top of the fifth inning. Toronto trailing Houston 4 nothing. The Astros looking to get the rubber match there in Houston. It is in the bottom of the fourth inning, and they're pitching a shutout 4 to nothing on Toronto. St. Louis out in front of Colorado 2 to nothing in the top of the fifth inning there at Bush Stadium. And the Pittsburgh Pirates all over the Cubs at Wrigley. This game is already over the total. The total in this game was 6 at the close. Some inclement weather there at Wrigley Field, but not bothering Pittsburgh as they are out in front 6-2 to two in the top of the fifth inning there. And the Texas Rangers out to a one nothing lead over the Seattle Mariners. one nothing in the top of the fifth inning. Wes, we've got a couple more baseball games that will be coming up in about 20 minutes from now on the West Coast. And you've got the Southern California series between the Dodgers and the Angels. And this sounds like a pretty sexy matchup, but the Dodgers have lost eight out of their last ten. The Angels have lost seven out of their last ten. It'll be Trevor Bauer against Jose Quintana this afternoon. And uh, the Dodgers are a pretty big favorite here at BetMGM. Minus 190 with a total of eight and a half. Well, not a surprise to see the over get support considering we saw 14 to 11 last <laughs> night with the Dodgers and the Angels. So some bullpens got used, especially the Angels. Uh, just looking at this game, uh, look, Trevor Bauer, I think, has been pretty good this season. He's had, I, I think, his last outing was a, a shaky outing, only lasted four and a third innings and had four walks. But he's had a quality start in five of his seven games this season. Three and one start, 244 ERA, .79 on the whip. So Bauer's numbers are pretty good, but the offense got going finally last night. The starters actually for the Dodgers, kind of an interesting thing this year. They ranked second in wins, 14. But when they turn the game over to the bullpen, that bullpen actually leads the league in blown saves this Mm. year. And it's not just Kenley Jansen, but yeah, they have blown 12 blown saves from the starters. So maybe that's a reason why if you're going to bet the Dodgers here, maybe look first five like on the run line, like laying a half a run minus a buck 30, I think is the price that I've seen. So I could certainly sponsor that because you've got to look at the other side with Jose Quintana, yeah. who is just walking too many guys right now. 7.41 walks per nine innings, and he's failed to pitch in the fifth inning, I believe, four times in five starts this season. So I'm not sure if he's resolved those command woes. And the Dodgers... Uh, starting to hit better. They've hit him pretty well over the years. He's just not throwing enough strikes right now. So I'm seeing a little bit of money on the Angels, at least in the first Some of five. mine. Yeah, by, Some of mine. By, I, by the opener, yes. I, you know, Quintana scares me, but I, but Bauer hasn't been Bauer what mm-hmm. we saw last year, mm-hmm. and I think minus 190 might be a little expensive. Yeah, this is this is certainly a big price. I mean, maybe if if you're looking at Dodgers, if I were to bet the Dodgers, I would certainly want them more on the first five then I would want them for the full game, like I was just mentioning about this bullpen this year. Just has been a little bit shaky, and really a lot shaky when you're blowing 12 saves. So maybe the first five is the way I'd look. Quintana's got to show to me, before I can really back him, that he can get those control problems under under uh, address. So, But they are getting the money here. I think it was like plus 170 in the overnight in the first right. five, and mm-hmm. seeing even some 160s now in the market. So did not get involved here. The Rays and the Athletics will go at it in Northern California, and this is similar to the Giants series uh, where the A's, the home team, have been an underdog in the first two contests, and they've won outright in both of those. Uh, Today they are a very slight favorite. It'll be Shane McClanahan for the Tampa Bay Rays facing Cole Irvin 
and Oakland at the Oakland Coliseum. My, uh, minus 125, the A's are favored at BetMGM with a total of 7.5. Yeah, Ray is uh, really uh, exploded, I would say, offensively against Anaheim. Not so much against Oakland, just four runs in two games here at the uh, the uh, wide territory that yes. is the Oakland Coliseum, though. Uh, very nice pitcher spark if you're a pitcher uh for the A's. Uh, Rays are 20th in the league when they uh, go against left-handers, so obviously in the bottom third. Sean Manaya was able to handle these guys with ease a couple nights ago. Cole Irvin obviously is a little bit of a drop-off, but Rays have really struggled against left-handers. Right. Uh, Shane McClanahan, like you mentioned, on the bump today. Eight innings in his full first season, really, at the big league level in terms of a full season. Ten strikeouts in eight innings, two and a quarter on the ERA. Maybe he's going to get some regression, though, today because the hard hit rate has been 57.9%. You got to think that it's going to come to like more of a reasonable number. He's a guy that you can hit hard because he's a guy that throws you a lot of heat and throws a lot of fastballs, but I think Oakland, uh, looking for the sweep here, getting back to that winning ways. I don't like the Rays, the way that they really hit against lefties. I think they're the second worst in the league in terms of striking out against lefties, so they're not getting the bat on the ball. McClanahan, I think, is a really good prospect, but maybe some short-term regression here. A's hit lefties actually very well, so I like the Oakland A's here as a small home favorite. Here's one for you. What are you, about 30, 32 games into the season and the best record in baseball belongs to the Boston Red Sox, and just a game or a half game behind that is the Oakland A's and the San Francisco Giants. Yeah, that is, that is uh, surprising, I think, when you consider what did Oakland start out this season? Uh, I think 1-7. Yeah. And then they were 0-6. Yeah, and then they won 13 in a row, and I right. had somebody tell me, you know, Oakland really hasn't been great out in that 13-game <laughs> winning streak. That's I was a great like, line. Well, that's pre- that, that, it's still pretty darn good, so... <laughs> I think that they're going to get the sweep over over the Rays today. I think uh, young McClanahan is a good pitcher, maybe due for a little regression. I think a pretty cheap price at home for the A's. Rory McIlroy and Gary Woodland still leading the Wells Fargo Championship. They have finished up the front nine, and they are at nine under par for the tournament. One shot back is Keith Mitchell, and three shots back is Wes is my guy. Uh, Victor Hovland at six under par. He is headed to the 12th tee. Uh, Wes, we've got a minute here, and I want to continue this in the next segment as well. We'll talk some NBA in the next segment as well, preview some of the games coming up for your Mother's Day Sunday. But uh, let's talk a little football here. And there's some prices up at BetMGM on exactly where each team will finish in their division. And if you look at the AFC East, I think this one maybe has less guesses than some Mm -hmm. of the others. The Bills are the chalk, of course, and they're at minus 155, which is a pretty heavy favorite, really, considering uh, the options for the Dolphins at plus 325 to finish first, the Patriots at plus 350 to finish first in the division, and then the Jets, the big long shot, at 20-1. to And then, of course, there's prices on to finish second, third, or fourth as well. Kind of an interesting market. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, we were talking about this on My Guys in the Desert, uh, Vinny Maiulo and Danielle Avari, uh, the other day, and we were looking at the AFC East. I think Bill's rifle favorite. I think Josh yeah. Allen really took a step up in terms of the offense. Uh, Bill's tried to look for some pass rush in the draft to try to address that, so I think the rightful favorite, and then Miami and New England, you're kind of really getting into splitting the hairs here of who you think is better. Tua Tagovailoa, obviously now in his second year, maybe not as much pressure behind him, even though they did bring in Jacoby Brissett as kind of an insurance policy. But 
I don't think because they pulled Tua from a game and put Fitzpatrick in and went with the hot quarterback that they've necessarily given up on him. You still got to work with the guy. You just drafted the young man in the top 10 in the NFL draft. So he is going to be your starter. New England, I'm not very confident with what they have at quarterback with Cam Newton. I don't think Mac Jones is obviously ready to start right away. But New England's going to get reinforcements on that defense with Hightower back. They had a couple guys opt out due to COVID-19. This is a defense that can still keep this team competitive. And they were pretty busy in the free agent market this year, adding some receivers and trying to get Cam some weapons because that receiving core, in all fairness to Cam Newton, who played lousy, he did not have really a lot of weapons there. So that's really, if you're going to bet this market, where you've got to determine, because I think the Bills look like a relatively strong favorite in the number one spot. And then the Jets, you would expect rookie quarterback. It's a rebuild in New York to be in last. And then who do you take there, the Dolphins or the Patriots? I slightly prefer the Dolphins, but the margin for error is really razor thin. Yeah, I I think I'm with you there. And and maybe I slightly uh, prefer the Dolphins just because of what they've done lately. I I really like Coach Flores, and I like their draft. I, I like the Dolphins draft, and I like the Bills draft as well. Uh, But if I was going to make a bet, I think I'd be on the Bills to take first place in the AFC East at minus 155. We'll preview some NBA and get to some more of these division prop bets here on the other side. One hour in the books on the Green Zone presented by BetMGM. We'll be right back on v the sports betting network. 